your afternoon home for Kings Talk and so much more. The Drive Guys on Sacktown Sports. So much more. Kyle Draper is on the road with the Kings. He's back with us tomorrow from Atlanta. So Phantom is in today. Uh, great to have you in, Phantom. I know I mentioned uh, Brock Purdy and the 49ers, and we'll get to that. But speaking of the Kings, we have a really pressing question. That I think if we can come up with one more potential answer, we need to make this into a, our poll of the day. We're just talking about Sam Elliott. And I know there's a lot of people that have no idea who that is. He's the guy that narrates that Kings thing. 100 years of Kings history. And he was a very prominent actor. should have in 2002. Very prominent actor. Very prominent actor. Yeah. Tremendous. I assume he's a Kings fan if he's from the area, and he narrated that uh, piece. Who is the biggest number one Kings celebrity fan right now? Uh, And you guys mentioned, you and Kyle, thank you for mentioning Hassan Minaj. Hassan Minaj, the comedian, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Kyle and I came up with Greta Gerwig. Okay. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Especially right now. She has the oh, most yeah. popular movie in the world. Exactly. Yeah. In the world. But after you world. said Kyle and I came up with something, and then he chimes in and goes, that's a good one. I mean, that's kind of grounded Okay, let's a little say bit Whitey glory. came up with that one, because Whitey did say it first. <laughs> we came up with it. I'm telling you, we're a team here. We're a team here. That's yeah. right. We all succeed. And I'm just being, I'm not, I wouldn't have thought of Hassan Minaj, and you right. guys did, so I'm trying to give you credit. Uh, so Hassan Minaj, Sam Elliott, Greta Gerwig, and then we need one more. Um, so if you got any thoughts, oh, I know you had, a, you had an idea. I did? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Logan Webb. Logan Webb. Yeah. yeah. Logan uh, Webb's phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, he's not He's not a celebrity? He's a... He's a, 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 he's a famous athlete. An elite yes, athlete. Okay. We're looking for someone that more in the... In the entertainment field. If we like, can't think of one... Like a Tom Hanks. Yes. Yeah. And by the way, um, um, sympathies to you. Because we found out yes. one of your all-time oh, legends. I, I just saw that. Passed oh, away man. today. Tommy and he Smothers. actually was a guest on this show years ago, uh, Tommy Smothers. From the Smothers away. Brothers, yeah, yeah. One of my favorites growing up. And yeah. uh, we met him at the uh, golf tournament. And yeah. He signed an album cover for me and stuff. Yeah. yeah. He was amazing. 86 yeah. years old. So, yeah. I mean, the fan, that was, I mean, that's real. It's not like, oh, Phantom used to listen. Phantom loved that I guy, loved so. it. Yeah. All the records yeah. and everything. So anyway, our sympathies for what that's Thank worth. You. But I don't know that he was a Kings fan, so we still no, need yeah. one more yeah. uh, celebrity Kings Do you think fan. that people think, because you know how Logan Webb looks exactly like Jesse Plemons, do you think we could get by as saying Jesse Plemons is a Kings fan? No, I don't. I don't okay. No, no, that's sometimes not every idea is a good one. Uh, how about, uh, I mean, who's the 49er player who is De'Aaron Fox's uh, brother-in-law? Uh, Hufunga. W- wouldn't he be an athlete, Hufunga, too? Hufunga, but that's the same boat yes. as... Yeah. It's Logan Webb. It's He's Logan an athlete, Webb. sure. Yeah. We Unless, only look for somebody in the arts. The other one is sometimes you can leave an open space for your choice, but I don't know if there are enough out there. Yeah. Well, I Text would like to get YouTube. some choices. I'm sure Willie Bones or, or a, a little bro or a Beamer Beamless or whatever his name was, they have an idea. Joe. Our own Joe Jarose. I ran into Colin Hanks at a game last year. He said he's a fan. Colin, Colin Hanks, Tom's son, good enough for me. Yeah. Yes. All right. Colin Hanks, who I think did the documentary on Crazy Crab. Uh, where he determined who, yes. who beat up Crazy Crab, and it turned out the answer was Bruce Bochy when he was a player for the Padres. <laughs> no, really? Yeah. yeah. That's so great. Yes. And, That's a you know, tremendous people film. People didn't want, really, really want to talk really? about that. Yes. Wow. It didn't get a lot yeah, of publicity. You never heard about that guy? No, I've heard the story yeah. of the Crazy Crab because they did a 30 for 30 about it, but I didn't know that Bruce Bochy yeah, was, Bruce was the Bochy. person. <laughs> Hall of Fame manager Bruce Bochy yes. beat up the old mascot of the Giants. Yeah, yeah. All right, so is that our four we're going with? Uh, the text line 916 says 50 Cent, but I don't think 50 Cent mm. is a King fan. I know he got to E-40? like Beam like four times. Yeah, he uh, well, E-40 is more of a Warrior fan. Oh, is he? Isn't he? 
Yeah, I, mean, I guess he's he, one of our guys from Vallejo. I know he yeah, is. We can call I know. he was a Kings fan in the 2000s when the Warriors were bad, and now he's the Warriors. He's at what? all the Warrior games. He's so at every he's Warrior a flip flopper. Yeah, no, I mean he's from Vallejo, and technically, you know, Vallejo's a little more. Also, area, right? they, they kind of threw him out of the arena last year during a playoff game, so I don't know if he's as cool with the Kings. Yeah, I don't Wait, know. We threw him he out of the arena. He would be a great choice, but I, yeah. I, I mean, can't he's criticize all the 49er games and all the Warrior games, and bless him. Yeah, well he's, done. Uh, yeah. Support the NBA and the yes. MLB and everything. Yes, yes, thank you. Yes. 50 uh, Cent's confusing because he has the partnership with the Kings. So he's I don't know like if he's like paid to be a fan almost. Yeah, yes. but okay. he's also the only non-player other than Vivek who's gotten to light the beam. Do you know why 50 Cent originally was a great spokesperson for the Kings? Because they were only good for two quarters. Hey. Used to be. I said used to be. Yeah, or, yeah. I thought Sam Elliott was going to. team that should have in 2002. <laughs> It doesn't apply anymore. It's not true. Very clever. It's not true. No, it's not true. Yeah. So can you put that poll together for us, Kyle? Would you be so kind? There has to be somebody Oh, absolutely, but I couldn't think of a fourth person. Celebrity Kings fans, come on. Phantom, since you're here for the day, we'll put Logan Webb We'll put him on there. Thank you. We'll put Logan Webb and see what the people think. Right. A fine gentleman and an accomplished author. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And if uh, if there's one we're missing, please let us know. Or if you're a Celebrity Kings fan... Hey, give us a call. Call us right now. Number one King celebrity fan, Samanaj, Sam Elliott, Greta Gerwig, or Logan Webb. Logan Thank Webb. you very much. Or yeah. your choice. Yeah. yeah. You know, no, it's either three in your choice or four. I, I, I don't know math. Yeah. Phantom says the guy was the second in the Cy Young voting is not a celebrity. The guy was first in the Cy Young voting. Blake Snell, is he a celebrity? <laughs> no. I don't know. In the Snell household, he's yeah. quite big, yes. Very well known, and yes. he's going to be bringing in a lot of money. Absolutely. Yeah. Blake so, Snell's also from Seattle, though. We weren't actually saying Blake Snell. We were <laughs> I know. Throwing that out there, though. It's okay. Okay, maybe you should write a book about him. <laughs> the Mar- He loves the Seahawks. Yeah. He talks about him all the time. Uh, so thanks for your participation. Thanks for being with us today. Uh, we were talking about Brock Purdy, and as I said, Phantom played quarterback at a, at a level he played quarterback at I a played level a couple of games of quarterback in yeah, my life yeah 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 so uh brock purdy had that terrible game against the ravens um and i think we're gonna find out if he's like jimmy g in one very important way it's funny you mentioned jimmy g he's such a lightning rod he's so polarizing because right away it's you know raider fans like, jimmy g is terrible for us it's like i know i know i know <laughs> we understand <laughs> we understand I, I you've been through a lot okay yeah and Come that's on. when he was a 49er quarterback. Yes. He's great. He's the worst. It wasn't like, you know, he's not that good. Or he's pretty good. It's like, he's great. Or he's yes. the worst ever. And what he is is kind of okay. But right. no, one, no one has that opinion of him. But that's what he is. Yeah. And he had his moments. Sure. You know, just think if uh, good and bad. he connected uh, with Emmanuel Sanders on that touchdown. And just then think. it's like, would have changed history. And yeah. would have changed his legacy. Would have won a Super Bowl. Yeah, overthrow Maybe, a guy by probably. a couple of yards. And now all of a sudden you're a bum. Yeah. Alligator arms, by the way. Come on. You gotta, Come on. Stretch the out. Super Bowl. Come you got to try to catch the ball. Extend. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, a couple of years ago when we thought that uh, Trey Lance was going to take over, when it looked like Jimmy's going to be pushed out to pasture, Trey Lance is coming in. I was doing a radio interview with Kurt Warner, the great Kurt Warner, Hall of Famer. And I asked him, Kurt, I said, hey, it's Whitey. How are you doing? You said, uh, hey, KW. Hey, how are you? No, uh, it's not. <laughs> so I asked him, what is one thing, a trait that Jimmy has that you would think Kyle would want Trey Lance or whoever his next quarterback is to have? And Kurt Warner didn't hesitate. If he did, it was very brief. He said, Jimmy will make a bad play, and it's gone. He forgets it right away. Yeah. 
and 49er fans know that all too well because sometimes he make a bad pass or two, <laughs> then he bounce back, but it's like, well, we lost anyway because the mistakes you made you were for- so bad you couldn't overcome them, but you almost did. And you forgot why we lost because yeah. you flushed those plays, and now we've lost. Yeah, yes. with the whole men in black, boop, forgot you threw an interception. So we're going to see if Brock Purdy can you know, flush, for lack of a better term, that loss against the Ravens. So that's the Ted Lasso goldfish thing. You have to forget everything. I right don't away. know because yes, uh, I think so. Yeah, uh, I'm embarrassed. Yeah. That I've never actually seen the show. I've, I saw the first uh, first season. Yeah, I think the thing with it's Brock a football Pur- coach and then he coaches soccer. Yeah, but somehow it all works out, and they go from the bottom of the table all the way up oh. to the EPL. Guess yes. I'm not going to watch it now. Yes. Then they win the Super Bowl or something. I don't know what happens. Yeah. I didn't watch the third season. Uh-huh. Uh, but, yeah, you have to be able to do that. But the thing that disturbed me about Brock Purdy in that game is that the thing that he has been publicized as being really good at, which is processing the information and seeing what's going on and really being able to handle that from the mental standpoint, he just didn't have that. Mm. He was just making throws that didn't follow through on that. And that's the thing that really bothered me about that game. Not, the, You know, four interceptions is bad, obviously, but it didn't seem like he was processing what was happening on the field. Or did to me. he, when we come back, Ooh. see if you're, uh, you're buying what Kyle Shanahan was selling today on why Brock Purdy made those four bad throws. Okay. He says they weren't as bad as you thought they were. I think they were. Next, when we come right back here, uh, in for Kyle today, it's Phantom, Whitey Gleason, Drive Guy, Sacktown Sports. Live and local, it's the Drive Guys. Watch the show on YouTube.com slash Sacktown Sports 1140. Or listen on the Sacktown Sports app. Hey, Emil is uh, sitting in here for just a second. Emil, say hi to Phantom. Phantom, it's Emil. Emil, how are you? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, let's see. We got to turn. Can we turn his mic on? Yeah, Emil has to turn his mic on. <laughs> hi, all. Hi. How you doing? Great. That's a uh, great intro. A couple of things. that We were just talking about the 49ers. So, first things first, Emil, I know you had an injury update for us today. Yeah, several injuries. Um, unfortunately, Jair Brown was the biggest one. He now has a knee sprain. And his availability for week six, 17 is going to be in question against the commander. So, they're already down without Tono Ofanga. And now they're possibly down without Jair Brown as well. The good news, though, Trent Williams' groin injury does not seem severe. He is practicing today. How about Banks? Uh, Banks is not Moore. practicing. Okay. Um, Banks it, has a toe and Morris concussion protocol. Yes, Morris in the concussion protocol. Banks, um, um, unfortunately, re aggravated his turf toe injury. What I'm being told, though, is it's not as severe as the first time when he missed two weeks, so he does have a chance to play still this week. Okay, gotcha. Here's what I wanted you to pop in, Emil, in addition to that. I know he's he's got to get ready for the uh, Return of the Empire podcast, which follows our show tonight. Okay. But uh, Emil is a host uh, of the show here on Saturdays, uh, True Card Sports Show. Yes. Right? Yeah. The True Sports Card Show. True Sports Cards. Thank you. I knew I had that feeling. I think that's backwards. Yeah. So anyway, he knows a lot about sports cards. So I got a card over the holiday. Lonnie gave me some cards, and Lonnie and Darren, I got this card, and it's, uh, it's a Xander Bogarts card, okay? And it's a really nice-looking card, and it's like numbered one of 199 or something. But what's really special about it is it's called a rip card. What that means is if I want, I can rip it open because there's a smaller card inside that may be extremely valuable. <laughs> what is this lottery combined? But it with may the, not be. Exactly, yeah. yeah. It could be a one of one. It could be a Wimby autograph. Who does it that? Could be, it's that's, def- it's yeah. definitely not a Wimby autograph. Yeah. Don't, uh, don't get your hopes up there. Well, I mean, it could be. Sure. Yeah. Do, have you ever known people that have rip cards i've only heard of them i've never turned, seen one before i have well yes. you know have you ever seen somebody who's had one ripped it open oh my gosh 
pretty rarely that does happen. Yeah. That's why I've advised kind of not to. But if it is a guy like it, again, it has to be about who is the, the the main player on the rip card. A guy like Xander Bogarts, like you said, I would consider ripping it. But if it's like an Aaron Judge or a Babe Ruth. Heck no, I would not rip yeah. that card. I don't Just think for the record. Babe Ruth rip yeah. card, I don't think. And no. I value Emil's opinion. Sure. So far, he has told me, under no circumstances should you rip it. He's also told me, you absolutely need to rip it. Yeah. He has told me both. I've been back and forth on yeah. this. Yeah, so I, it doesn't help. Yeah, pretty simple. <laughs> the name of the card is a rip card. Right. Rip the card. But it, right now, it's worth about rip 50-ish. The, is it like really? Uh, from what I've read. And, I, you know... That's what it looks like. That's what people can list it for. It doesn't mean it'll sell for that. Okay, because so what are the odds that the ripped open card's going to be worth more than 50 then? I mean, uh, from what it's he not says, great, it's not very but it good. could be worth a lot more than 50. Like, like what are you shooting for yeah, if you do rip is... it? What are you shooting for? Um, well, I hope it's something that's like, whoa, you know, uh, a really rare variant. Like, they have like wood ones, stained glass yeah. ones, they do. They have metal ones. ones. Mm-hmm. It's probably just another, like, oh, that's kind of a nice... Alan and Ginter's such a cool product. I really like Alan and Ginter. I do, too. Great product. Yeah. Phantom, there's these cards, and you get baseball players, but you also get, like, oh, this guy's a singer. Oh, this guy's an Einstein impersonator. Oh, this is a musical instrument. Yeah. We're really... I don't. I there's an no Ian Rapport card, I believe, in there. Yes, a, sir. It, I just got it. There's a there's a couple sports personalities, so it's super yeah. cool. That it just is. It's it kind of the obscure. Yeah. Uh, part so you get of like a Michael Bublé card or something. He's I don't know if singer. he's in the set, but that would make he's a, a singer. Yeah, that would make a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you meant the player was also a singer. I'm like, no, oh, no, no, that's no, no, fantastic. No, no. Yeah, that's like a mass singer or something like that. And there's some cards that are summer fun. Like I just got beach soccer. It's like beach soccer. That's just soccer on the beach. That's not. And bringing up Kyle's point, Kyle. I'll just said it talking about the mass singer. There was a football player on the mass singer. I think it was this season. Do you do you guys know who that who uh, it was? No. Keenan Allen. Really? Keenan oh. Allen can sing. I didn't know that. Good for I'm him. Not, but he couldn't show up on my fantasy team. Yeah. yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. Come on. I should make it on the stage. So Emil has given me his official opinion, yeah. which is either rip it or don't. Thanks. Yep. What do you say? I need to know more about what you're expecting. I mean, if you're asking, is there? Are you like, ah, I don't know. I think I might want to try this. I like Xander Bogarts. So if you like I'm the okay card, and the card is worth fifty bucks or whatever. I mean, I would say don't rip it. But yeah. for me, I want you to rip it because that's the <laughs> stupidest thing I have ever heard of. Because <laughs> otherwise, I'm always going to wonder. Well, why right? is a card to rip it up? The re- well, I didn't. You. You there's only like buy two the of those. Card. Oh, so you, that, oh it, those are pretty rare cards. Yes, yeah, I have not. In a case. To be fair, I have not pulled one of these cards before. They're pretty rare finds. They're what's a, called a case hit. Yes, so. yes. And there's so there, very there's, rare. there's a hit within a hit potentially. So yeah. that, that's the crazy part. But they're the case hit before you rip them, and then all of a sudden it's like a car that drives off the lot and, and depreciates and in value. Could be, that's could the be. thing, because yeah. I, I have seen someone rip, I believe it was like an Aaron Judge one, and they got back, I think the car was worth $100, the, the original rip car, and they got back, I forgot what, but it was not worth that. Wow, but wow. you said, Aaron Judge, you probably wouldn't rip it anyway. Again, that's it, a guy. that's your guy. If the right. main card yeah. is a nice player, I wouldn't rip right. it. But if Xander Bogarts, where it's on the line there, it's a consideration. Yeah. Not real helpful, Emil. You're right. Everything said is right, but I, I'm still not sure which which side of it you're coming down on. That's why I've on. gone back and forth myself. It's tough because I just it's a real gamble. It's a gamble within a gamble. It's a hit on a hit. There it is. Then you just don't do it. Yeah. All you right. do it. You think about it. You, you say you're like money. You want to let the process work. Yeah. You put it to the side and you just wait. I think I probably will rip it, but I need to work up to that. You need to get right the now. courage. Yeah. Emotionally. Yeah. It's just need to get to the point thing. where I'm sick of it. It's like, I'm just going to rip it. Wait for Xander Bogarts to go 0 for 4 with three strikeouts. Then you'll say, I'm going to rip it now. So opening day? Yeah. Wow. Well, that's, that, that was, was uncalled for. I liked it, but it was unnecessary. I mean, Xander yeah. Bogarts was 
fine. Sorry, as, a, as an ex-Red Sox, I'm sorry. So. All right, as long as you're here, Emil, and um, can you stick around five more minutes? You I got run. you, whatever okay. you need. All right, we were just talking about uh, Brock Purdy's interceptions, and as you, I'm sure you know, Emil, he's our 49er insider, SackdownSports.com. Kind of got that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Kyle Shanahan explained all four interceptions today. Well, that's good. Yeah. I'm glad. Uh, first one, he said, you know, the one in the uh, at the goal line, he said, that was a bad throw, he shouldn't have thrown it, but he said, I, I know what he saw there. There was an instant of daylight, instance of daylight. He saw it. He let it rip. He shouldn't have, but I know why he made that throw. Mm-hmm. Bad throw, but he saw something for a second. And that's kind of Brock. It's like, boom, ah. Second one. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. Yeah. The zoom, ah, is the guy I want. Second one is he actually made a good read, did Brock Purdy. Here's the blitz off the corner. There's Debo right there. Oh, okay. There you go. He made the right read, but he didn't get over the blitzer. Blitzer made a great play. And, and made the interception. Should have done a Mahomes so there. Should have sidearmed it. Yeah, something. Sidearmed it, looped it, whatever. So it was like he had the right read, just the execution was poor, and it was a great defensive play. So it was a bad pass. See, this is why I like Phantom. It's a, he's calling it like it is. Uh, third, let's see, was the uh, – there was flags all over the place, I think, and he threw a 50-50 ball to uh, Kittle. Yeah. And ended up – it was intercepted. And, and what's uh, the explanation? Uh, what's Kyle the, what's said, the footnote for this Kyle one? said it was a scramble and uh, it, was, it, was uh, it was a great defensive play. It was unfortunate. And it was oh, a it's unfortunate. Ball. Unfortunate. Third and seven. Explains it all away. Yeah. Sure. Third and seven, and he threw a 50-50 ball to Kittle, and it didn't work out. Okay. And then the last one, the fourth interception, he said, great defensive play because Brock made the right read, but he was hit as he threw it. Correct. So it was an errant throw because he was hit as he threw it. Okay. So Shanahan says. So we absolved him of all blame for the four eh, interceptions. Not all I don't of know it. if that's the best way to deal with it. I don't know that you go ahead and yeah. excuse the guy's mistakes away. You go, Brock did this. That's not what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. I think you come down a little harder on him. That's all I'm saying. I agree. And there is a new update from Kyle today because he did just speak to the media. He said he thinks that this is the best experience that Brock has gotten so far. He's going to learn from this and grow. Um, and hopefully he will bounce back and be just fine against the commanders this week. Agreed, but not if you explain away all his problems. Mm-hmm. But with Kyle Shanahan, because you know also, you know Kyle Shanahan's not in there going, hey, buddy, you know Kyle Shanahan's letting him hear about it. So this was just he, uh, he ripped he him about the first yeah, one. He yeah. was very upset yeah. about the first yeah. so one. So you know when he actually was with him, it right. wasn't. Hey, right. buddy. Say, hey, sweetheart. Kyle's not uh, the kind of guy. Right? Did he call He's him? Not. Did he call him champ? Yeah. Hey, champ. No, he did champ. not. Come here. Come yeah, here, he doesn't. Yeah. He, I'm no. sure he called him a lot of yeah. things. I agree, though. That I think, yeah. you know, you have adversity. Obviously, he's had a lot of, uh, yeah. you know, high points. He has some adversity in, in a situation where they were just uh, outplayed, and he's got to come back, and he's got to come back from that. What it comes down to, though, for me, is you got the coach, and he's separating emotion out of it, which is not easy for him. But when he does that, it's like, what happened? Okay, these are the things that happened there. He's not totally absolving Brock Purdy, but he's saying. He's going to defend right. his guy. Yeah. He's going to defend right. his guy, but right. he, right. he will never absolve him. And neither will Brock, because Brock is very, very candid with us Sunday night. He said it was dumb. The decisions I make were dumb. I can't make those there decisions. Go. i got to know when to throw away and live with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there we are. Onward and upward. Four interception game. Five interception if you include Sam Darnold's. Uh, Which he, no one ever does. Yeah. That's, well, that's not Brock's fault. He didn't throw the pick. No, I know. I know. But it was he didn't get absolved of that one, too. He didn't go full Peterman. Calm down now. <laughs> I don't, did Kyle say anything about the fifth? I didn't hear him say anything about Sam Darnold. He was actually impressed with Sam Darnold in the way he controlled the game. Yeah. So. Oh, okay. I thought he'd explain away his interception, too. Well, he, Sam, no, he saw something. He just, you he know, he just let it go a little bit. Sam too late just threw that thing in the end zone, hoping that someone would catch it. I mean, they were just happy they were kind of in the game at the end there. So, so despite getting. You know their ass kicked for for like three hours. They they were in the game at the end. So didn't you think to your eye, to my eye, it looked this way? Like Brock when he threw the first one, it it shook him that first one because it was like I've, they were going to score. I've always said this is that 
that the Niners don't score on their opening possession, like at least three points or a touchdown, they're not the same team. They had all the momentum going forward. You cannot miss opportunities against the Ravens. The Ravens even gave them that safety and gave them back opportunities, and they couldn't capitalize. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So is is uh, coming forward then is, is Brock – I mean, is this going to be power – I mean – instructive as far as Brock Purdy, this is going to be the game that gets him back and he's going to come out against the commanders and just dominate? I mean, if he doesn't, that's a problem because the commanders are literally the worst passing defense in the NFL. So if he doesn't play well against the commanders, there is a cause for concern. Yeah, and we also have a Washington commanders quarterback update when we come right back. We'll tell you who the 49ers will actually be facing at quarterback for Washington. And we'll tell you why one former 49er says, lost to the Ravens, blessing in disguise. Next with the Drive Guys on Sacktowns. Your afternoon home for Kings Talk and so much more. The Drive Guys on Sacktown Sports. BCH Custom Cabinetry on the uh, Sacktown Sports YouTube chat asks, uh, Wedding Phantom in the house taking me back 30 years. Where's just in case? He's around here somewhere. He's around. around. Yeah, he's he around. is. He's around. Definitely. He's always around. He's around. Yeah. He's back here with me right now. He's just off mic. With okay. Sam Elliott back there. Yeah. yeah. Kyle, How yeah. is Sam Elliott doing in the poll? Uh, with your help today, we're determining the King's most famous, biggest celebrity fan. And here's Kyle uh, Ledbetter with an update. And please refresh us, uh, Kyle, on who the candidates are and how the voting's going. Okay. So we had four candidates for the most famous Sacramento Kings fan. We put Hassan Minaj, Greta Gerwig, Sam Elliott, the aforementioned. And the team that should have in 2002. And then we put down Logan Webb uh-huh. as the fourth candidate. Yeah. So See, the way he says it, I don't it, like the way he even said like, it. And yes. we put down yeah. Logan we, Webb. He wasn't a candidate, but we put him down. Phantom's idea. Yeah. 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 All right, so how's the voting going? All right, so in the lead right now at 41%, we have Sam Elliott. Wow. The team that should have in 2002. And we're still not even sure he actually is we're a Kings fan. We're hearing more of him on this we're, show than I am. We're kind of a He student. just got paid by the Kings. <laughs> yeah. To yeah. voice over employee. their commercial. Yeah. yeah. Um, second place, Hassan Minaj at 35%. Very good. And Greta Gerwig and Logan Webb are at 12% each. Huh. And you're okay. a little disappointed Greta's not doing better? I'm just, I'm surprised that Greta Gerwig is getting run out the building in this competition. <laughs> I mean, again... The director of the most famous movie in the world uh-huh. right, is yeah. getting run out the gym by Sam Elliott, who is like, <laughs> at this point, the mayor on Family Guy. Not a bad gig. Yeah. Sam Elliott's had a long and distinguished career, though. Yeah. yeah. I understand. Yeah. but And the field the field is set now, so there's no yeah, going can't. back. But Phantom came up with, or maybe it was you, Kyle, came up with, you no, know, it must have been you, Phantom, Molly Ringwald? Molly Ringwald. Uh, they someone, came on the, from, yeah. someone on the text line ah, did. Let me see. They did not leave their name, but they're from the 916 on yeah, the text true line. True Sacramento girl. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Should she have been in there instead of Logan Webb? I think so, especially considering that we didn't want to have athletes in there. So, yeah, Molly should have got a late addition. She, huh. she was in the play-in game. All right. And, uh, she got into the field of 64. Yeah, she's, she's snubbed. Yeah. She's going to go to the committee and complain. She's going to go snubbed. <laughs> I wasn't even in there. I should have been in there. Logan Webb, are you kidding me? Yeah. Uh, we know that the 49ers got snubbed uh, by the Baltimore Ravens. But guy that we had on the show last week, Dante Whitner, uh, former Pro Bowl 49er defense back. He says, you know what? Quote, 49ers lost to the Ravens on Monday night. A blessing in disguise. He told us last week that Brock Purdy should be uh, should be compared, pardon me, not to Joe Montana, but to Tom Brady. Okay. Yeah. 
that if you lose with Tom Brady, it's not really a blessing in disguise. <laughs> the loss gave the 49ers defense a chance to see Lamar Jackson firsthand up close. Seeing the type of speed he plays with, the loss gives Steve Wilkes the opportunity to go back, analyze the film, and craft a game plan on keeping Jackson in the pocket and individual players on tackling him in the open field. Yeah. What do I you mean, give that out of 10, 0 to 10? Uh, that part of it I give a 10 because you heard, 10. That, you heard that leading up to the game. Everybody was, you know, he's 19-1 and one against the NFC. And you go, okay, he's 19-1, and one, that's great. And then you see it and you actually see the uh, effect of not have, ever having faced him before. And it's actually, it's real. So I totally am down with that. Yeah. Uh, the hitman also says for the 49ers secondary, the loss gave them a chance to see if they see the Ravens in the Super Bowl, how long they're going to have to cover and latch onto receivers in the back end. We call that plaster. Yeah, but you can't plaster these days without getting a holding call. It's just so long you can plaster it. All right. In the 2023. What are you giving that? I, I like it. I'll give it a seven. A seven. Yeah, I give Very it a nice. seven because yeah, I mean, as a defensive back, he knows about that stuff. But mm-hmm. it's just it's just tougher to do now. This first look again. These are these are uh, Dante Whitner's reasons why the loss was a blessing in disguise. First look at the Ravens also gave Kyle Shanahan an opportunity to check this Baltimore defense and figure out if they meet later who they're going to attack. Is it going to be Kyle Hamilton, the big nickel, six four, two hundred pound safety with versatility? So Kyle gets a chance to see how to attack this team. Yeah, isn't that what film's for? You got a chance to see the team on film. I know it's different than being there, but it's you still get, being you still get an idea. Them. But you still get an idea from watching game film and stuff. I give that a five. Five. Yeah. And then finally, the game also gave Brock Purdy an opportunity to get the turnovers out of his system. Uh, this was the first time all season that we saw Brock Purdy flustered in the pocket. That turned into four interceptions on the day. Two that were his fault, and two that were tip balls. So chance for Brock to get that, ah, yeah, get that out of your system. You don't. That's not the way it works. Get that you out of your system. You don't get it out of your system. That's like saying, I give that an eight. How about you? I give that a three. Are you kidding me? Get it out of your system. That's yeah. actually a way things work. Watch it. Yeah, some quarterbacks never get it out of their system. Is that what you're telling me then? Huh. You would. So you would rather that he do that. Uh... I'd rather he didn't do it at all. Okay. Well, okay. I think we can agree. Me, on I that. think we'd all think that. All 49er fans. That is. Uh huh. Yeah, so I, I maybe it, I don't think it works like that. Well, I threw four interceptions. Now it's out of my system. The only way it it's works, not a virus, uh, is if if the 49ers sandbagged them, and we know they didn't. You know, if they went out there and like, yeah. hey, we're gonna play these guys again. So, uh, oh boy, they beat us. Then yeah, then maybe maybe you've got something. Clearly, they're trying to clinch the top seed. Clearly, the 49ers didn't do that. No. That was not even I would love the 49ers claiming they got sandbagged while a referee literally tripped Lamar Jackson for a safety. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It, yeah I, I mean, you're not going to do that against – you. Know, well, in case we meet them again. Well, if you meet them again, it's in the Super Bowl. It's right. two months from now. You're right. not going to do that against an AFC team, I don't mm-hmm. think at all. Mm-hmm. I love that play in the in the end zone, tripping over the referee. Yeah. And <laughs> It was in the slow-mo. It's great. Yeah. So how bad of a loss was this for the 49ers in your professional estimation? How bad? I how think, bad was that? I think it was I think it was pretty bad. And the reason I think it was pretty bad is because uh, the uh, narrative of 49ers are invulnerable almost to go all the way to the Super Bowl was picking up steam. And I would dare say that was the most popular narrative around. Mm-hmm. And I, that was the one interesting thing I was going to see is the people the next day, how they would turn around and backpedal off that because you got somebody who looked like they were, they were unbeatable. And all of a sudden you saw a team poke holes in them, a lot of holes in them. I don't know if other teams can do it the same way, but that feeling of invulnerability and that feeling of Purdy with the interceptions, I mean, that, that has to be bad. That's not good. You got a veteran team. Clearly it's really important for them to end up with the top seed and get that week off. So if that 
loss ended up co- costing them, if it ends up costing them um, the home field, I mean, it, that, then that loss could end up keeping them from winning the Super Bowl. We don't know yet. They did get banged up in that game. Right. You run down the list of injuries, and you got offensive linemen that were banged up. Um, I was just talking about Jair Brown. So I don't think we know the cost yet, in my opinion. You may be right. I don't think we know yet. But it could end up being a very costly one if they're not able to finish their business and end up with the top seed. They should, but there's no guarantee. No guarantee at all. And if you, it is and a, Jacoby Brissett, by the way, pardon me, yeah, that's the oh, quarterback that's right, yeah. that they'll be facing this week. Well, I'm just looking as a meal. I'm just waiting for uh, Brock Purdy to tear the uh, Redskins defensive backfield to shreds and get back on on the uh, he will on the straight and narrow as we call it. Yeah, that's well, I hope so because he's got all those interceptions out of his system, so he can't have those again. <laughs> They're out of his system. I think he's always going to be a little bit prone to that, and obviously that's the worst game he's ever had. But if you go back, and I know you have, you go back, look at his film in college. I mean, he, yeah. he that's it's kind of his nature because he, and it's the opposite of what a lot of people say. A lot of people say Brock Purdy is a system quarterback, Charlie Checkdown, and he's not that. And sometimes he takes chances right. sometimes uh, where, you know, oh, there it is. And then before it leaves his hand, like, oh, nope, you know, that's, he's going to be kind of prone to that. I think for the most part with that offense, and he, as you said, he's able to read defenses at a really elite level. He usually is able to avoid those mistakes, right. but they are going to happen sometimes. And that's what I love about it, the fact that he can process the defenses. And if he, I, I really am hesitant with quarterbacks who think that oh, that's, it's a small window. I can force it in there. I can I can throw it in there. He doesn't have that kind of arm anyway. Right. I just I just think that that's dangerous. I don't like to hear that because obviously you have to fit it into small windows when you're an NFL quarterback. That's part of the job. But going, eh, I think I can make it. That I think I can make it. I don't I don't like. That's it's a kind Brett, of his nature. It's a Brett Favre kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Were you that kind of quarterback at Hogan High School in Vallejo? Uh, yes, I definitely was. Uh, if but you no, probably threw the ball like four I, times a I, game. I was right? totally yeah. We had a wishbone and I was the, totally the forward pass had just been invented. If a guy wasn't ten yards open, I didn't throw it. You know. It's like, because uh, it's going to hurt my stats, man. Yeah, Come on. That guy's too close. Yeah. <laughs> hey, there's a linebacker on the same side of the field. I better tuck it and run. Did you ever play linebacker at all? Absolutely not. Are you kidding me? You know the thing in football that I don't understand, and linebackers do it a lot, is that you know trail technique where like you got a running back and you're covering him. Right. But it's trail technique, so you run behind him. Yes. And how is that ever going to work? Because if a guy's covering right. me in trail technique, you can throw it over his head. I can stop and he's going to run into me. I don't understand yes. how there's that's nothing to... you can do that will work. Yes, there's nothing you can do if and you're behind him. Yes, if he stops, if he goes, it doesn't matter. If he goes sideways, it doesn't matter. You're yeah. out of position. Right. Maybe it's a trail technique because he's faster than you. There must be Maybe a way that's to do it, it that I don't understand. But to me, it's like if you're covering me with trail technique, you're toast, pal. Any linebacker coaches or linebackers out there? Yes. Give us a call on what whatever the number is. Yeah, yeah. and uh, we'll uh, figure that out. I, I totally agree with you. Yeah, what am I missing? Uh, 339-1140, Make sure you check out the poll. <laughs> Sam Elliott can't win this poll, can he? I just, Isn't that kind of an embarrassment? Nothing against Sam Elliott, but... Thank you very much. I worry about Kyle, though, because he's got some investment in Greta Gerwig that I don't understand. I just... He's just mad at the entire yeah. community for not recognizing I Barbie. I know. It's the most famous movie in the world, dare I say, like the last three years. I don't understand why she's getting the same love as Logan Webb. Okay, that's right. I just take a shot at me because I'm the one who suggested Logan Webb. Uh, let's right. see. Emma Drock, who's also from, I believe, from Vallejo. Sweet. Greta doesn't rep sack. I think she's in Hollywood. Well, yes. And she, also, Godzilla Minus One is the best movie of the year, says Emma I'd have to agree with that. Yeah? Yes. From what I hear all the people are talking, that's a really excellent movie. Yeah. yeah. 
So he's saying Barbie ain't even all that. And she's she's Hollywood. Well, she's not Sacramento. Well, I'm mean, not saying he's right or wrong, but there's a, there's part of the answer to your question. You don't have to live here your whole life to be a Kings fan. I mean, come on. She showed know. up to a Kings game earlier this year. Okay. And that's the bar. That's how low the bar is. She showed up to a game earlier <laughs> this Elliot year. Sam Elliott didn't do that. You don't know that. He would have been up in the suite. We don't even know if he likes the team. Exactly. He may not even like basketball. He's going to win this poll. <laughs> <sighs> Coming up next, how can an NBA team be that bad without trying to be? It's Phantom. It's Whitey. Drive Guys, Sackdown Sports. The Drive Guys, live and local. Every afternoon, Monday through Friday on Sacktown Sports. Kyle Draper's traveling with the Sacramento Kings basketball team. After last night, traveling to Atlanta today. And, of course, we've got the Kings and the Hawks Friday. Drapes will be with us uh, from the ATL, as I call it, uh, tomorrow. So, we got Phantom in today. Hey, how about that? How about that? Yeah. Yes. What have you been up to all these years, Phantom? Since Not you much. Last... Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Great story. He just yeah, took I vacation. So. <laughs> I thought so. Yeah, I took, a, I took a longest vacation. You know, I put in for two weeks. I got 10 years. Yeah. And, uh... Spend it, you know, doing a lot of play-by-play stuff for yeah. Metro River College and Lincoln yeah. Potters in the summertime. You're a wizard. Uh, no, football. Yeah. No. Well done, Potter. No. That's I'm telling you, that's what you should do when a Potter makes a great play. I, I, well done, Potter, and you won't do it. I will do it. And I also said you're a wizard, Harry. That doesn't make any that sense. That doesn't make any sense at all, unless there's a guy named Harry and right. he's playing shortstop well for the Potter. Well done, Potter. Yeah. That's great. You can use that. And he's like, no, I don't, I don't well, want I mean, to. Say the, the way you're saying, well done, Potter. Yeah. What a well done, Potter. Is that yeah. what you said? Yeah, you could. Yeah, because yeah. you're trying know. to say it like uh, Malfoy. Yeah, Draco Malfoy. So a long drive to left field. That ball's out of here. Well done, Potter. Well, I would do it when a guy made a great. Well, let's hear play. what you would do. Yeah, go ahead. Ground ball is short. Oh, backhanded by Kensington. Oh, the second one on the first double play. Well done, Potter. Tremendous defensive play by Kensington, the shortstop. That's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I would have said well done, Potters, because there were more than one guy involved. But I think I've done that before. But you didn't do the I, accent. You just yeah. kind of went through it. Well, right. Was, I'm not sure I would, Kyle. Yeah, maybe I should, but I'm not sure I would. You know, you don't do the Sometimes. accent for the whole play, Kyle, just for the well done, Potter. No, yeah, of point. course. Yeah. No. Yeah, that is a good point. Like but he didn't makes, even do it for well done, Potter. Guy makes a great Ooh, play at Potter. third. You know, and then yeah. it's like there's a moment there. Because yeah. that was a double play. So, yeah. The, Ground ball on the left. Uh, I don't know. A Kennedy. smash down the line. Oh, yeah, oh what a smash! But it's Kelly with a great stop. Gets up and throws him out. Well done, Potter. Yeah, that's good. That's good. It's in. It's in <laughs> for this year. Well, when you come out, when you come out to a Potter's game this year, I'll have you do it. All right. Yeah. All right. Three three nine eleven forty one eight hundred nine two zero eleven forty. Let's talk to Phil on Sackdown Sports. Hello, Phil. You're on the drive, guys. What's up? Hey, how's it going? Good. What can we do for you? Hey, Sando. You were talking about referees earlier. Yeah. Has Kirk been fine yet for making comments about the referees? It's taken quite a while. Yeah, thanks for the call. I, as far as I know, he has not been fined yet. And I assume uh, that uh, Alan and Chris were talking about Steve Kerr. Right. Steve Kerr went off. He said it was, uh, I think I have the quote somewhere. He said it was disgusting to watch that game on Christmas yeah, Day. Yeah, I think you got to. to the foul line. That's going to hit you in the pocketbook, I think. Yeah. I don't think you can let him get away with that. Uh-huh. I don't think we've heard about that fine yet, but. Oh, it's coming. It's coming. I have a problem with how we are legislating the defense out of the game, said Steve Kerr. We're enabling players to BS their way to the foul line. If I were a fan, I wouldn't have wanted to watch the second half of that game. It was disgusting. It was just baiting refs into calls, but the refs have to make those calls. The players are really smart in this league. For the last decade, they've gotten smarter and smarter. We have enabled the players, and they are taking full advantage. It's a parade to the free throw line, and it's disgusting to watch, end quote. 
Okay, he's not wrong. He's not wrong at all. He, why does he say it? What's the upside to saying it? I'm not saying there isn't an upside. Uh, well, I would say that he's trying to say it to try to get his guy to the foul line because he's got a guy that you know, that obviously has uh, pertains to as well, but I think he probably gets Looney? to the... Uh, actually, yes, yeah, Looney. He's got to get Looney some more free throws, uh, but I, I just don't... I think he's kind of just fed up. It seems like he's the kind of guy that he's honestly fed up with. You know, you're watching what is Jokic had 18 free throws in that game, 18 for 18, mm-hmm. so he's just tired of the same guys, and part of it is not only that they're trying to, you know, act to get the fouls, but the name value has something to do with it as well, and it's just become a pretty... I think it's pretty predictable what's going to happen if LeBron drives to the basket what's going to happen if he doesn't make the shot it's going to be a foul i don't know uh phil if they have a you know for some of those fines they have like a table so if you do it this many times mm-hmm. I, I don't know if they look at it, like, oh that's terrible we're going to find them i don't know how much leeway they have on escalating how much they can find them. yeah i'm not sure how the system works but you're right it's coming and he knew he was going to get it and it'll be the maximum penalty allowed because that's clearly what he was asking for, basically. It, he was, but he was yeah. trying to, yeah, I'm going to get this on the record, whether it cost me $50,000 or whatever, I'm going to get this off the record because I think he basically had too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, do you think there's a difference, as Jamal Murray says there is, between flopping and selling a call? Uh, Jamal Murray says, oh, yeah, as long as the guy's not flopping. He says, no, yeah, if you're selling Joker the call. Joker will sell no. the call. No. Uh, but that's not flopping. Well, he's trying to say that Joker's getting fouled, but he's just exaggerating to show the ref that yeah. he's getting fouled. I understand that. But if it's, if you're making anything up, flopping, no, that's bad. I can understand what he's saying in the case of Joker. We used to say it about, you know, it's Shaq and everybody that sometimes big men would get fouled and they wouldn't get called because they were so big. And so they would try to exaggerate it. I understand in that context. I think for most other players, no, I think everybody's just flopping. I think um, I buy it. And I know that's probably the unpopular view, but there's certain guys. I remember when Shea was here and the Kings just beat them and he had a step through and someone fouled him and he scored for a potential and one. But as he did the step through, someone hit him and he kind of like bobbed his head back as he was going to the basket. Right. I think it was just kind of instinctive. Right. It's like, if he yeah, got, got hit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. But he was definitely yeah. like, oh, he was kind of exaggerating the contact, but he still went ahead and made the play. I think the maddest I think uh, players get is when they go to the basket like that and they make the basket and the referee waits to see if they oh, yeah. make it. Yeah. And then they make it and, and, and no they're foul. turning around, yeah. they're looking because even though they made it, they were fouled and right. they showed the reason they got hit on the head. Yeah. And, you know, and so I think that's when they get the most frustrated as the players. That's what the times where they stop for a second and just look at the guy and go, come on, man. And, you know, the officials wait. Well, if, if you hadn't made it, I would have called the foul. Yeah, exactly. So I would have totally refereed the game differently based on the outcome, not on what actually happened. How can the Detroit Pistons be this bad? They've lost now 27 in a row after falling to the Nets 118-112. to 112. That's a record for most losses in one year. They're threatening the all-time record, which is 28 um, that was something Philly said over two seasons, so it could become the single season record here if they lose the next game. Um, they're two and twenty-eight. Uh, they haven't won since again October twenty-eighth. Twenty-eight seems to be the magic number here. They're not that bad, are they? I wouldn't think so. If they got what do they have like seven or eight lottery picks on that team, I wouldn't think they would be that bad. But uh, I, I don't know. It's just like twenty-seven in a row. It's, it's more than things aren't going right for us. There's something else going on here. Mm-hmm. They also play Boston in their next game, which I don't think is going to go the way they hope. It's the NBA, my friend. That's going to be their W. No. Maybe. Yeah. No. Yeah, that's going to be their W. Yeah. Boston then, sits like seven guys. Right. There's no way. Yeah. Come on. No he way. He's a football guy. He doesn't know. <laughs> they're, they're home against the Raptors after that. 
And then they have a West Coast road trip. I think they play like Utah and Golden State and Denver. Apparently they were leading last night late, and the fans were like, let's go, Pistons. And then by the time the game ended, they were, sell the team, sell the team. So they were behind the team until they're going to lose again. Sell the team. So you got you to gotta circle that Raptors game. That's the one you got to circle. Okay, the Celtics is next, but I got Raptors. And then I'm going on the road. They're not going to win a road game, are they? So it's that Raptors game that you got to key on. You know that every team that plays them is like, we don't want to be the team that loses. So they play harder. Yeah. But probably. I mean, it's 118, 112. Obviously, that game's in, you know, they were ahead in late. doubt until the, until the end. Do you think so that's unintentionally why the streak has gotten that long is because teams don't want to lose to the Raptors or, or to the Pistons? Sure and it doesn't so, help. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God, that's... And at some point, they're not very good either. Yes. I mean, they want to lose to them, but they're not very good. I mean, I know Kate had a great game the other day, mm-hmm. but for the most part, that hasn't been the season for him. And the other guys are just, it's just like underachieving city. How much is uh, Monty uh, Williams getting? He just signed a new deal. Uh, I believe it's thirteen yeah. million this it's year. Like the highest, isn't it? The highest anybody's ever got paid. Yeah, it was at the time, and then Popovich got an extension right after. So, so, Popovich, so those are the two highest paid coaches. What have they won? Like nine games between them, or something like that? Yep. So maybe we're paying for the wrong things. Yeah, I I don't know. It's it's and a long term. So Monty has won two games for so six and a half million a game. Thirteen yes, million right. per year for yeah, Monty Williams. Yes. Yeah, good for his agent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they also have James Wiseman and Marvin Bagley on the same team. And when they got them last year, I assumed that well, they're tanking. They're trying to get Wimby. So, but they still have both. Of course, who's going to take them off? Who's going to take them off their hands? I don't know. Obviously, they're still going to have them. Yeah. I let them go. Let, I mean, those guys are not good professional. It's so weird. But if they're tanking, they're they're tanking. So keep the way the way things are going. Keep them the way it is. They've oh, been you, tanking for four years. But I thought this year they were not going to tank. That's the thing. Last yeah, year look, I tank. think maybe this got year, to two and seventeen. They kind of went. Maybe we should tank again. But I don't know that. Uh, you know, there's no Wemby in the draft. We don't think. No. That's why the Wizards make no sense to me. Last year, when Wemby was going to be available, they were trying to make the playoffs and they were terrible. Now this year, Wemby's already picked. Now we're going to tank. What? That's just so. Now I know they have different people in charge. Yeah, so they do. That's, that's the thing. Why. Tanking is not a player's thing. Taking is a front office thing. Yes, yes, it is. Uh, good luck to the Pistons. Absolutely. So that's your prediction. You well, and Kyle. If they don't su- surprise they're... the Celtics in this next game, they're going to beat the Raptors. All right. Yeah. There's talks they might be buying. I've seen them connected to Ananobi and Pascal Siakam. It's just I'm I don't understand. No, I'm no. all for it. If you're what if you're Ananobi? I mean, what if you're any of those other guys? You're going to send me where? No, I will no. Yeah, I don't blame them. It's too early to give up on the season. Well, they have to figure out the whole Cade Cunningham, Jaden Ivey thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, they got to. I thought. I thought that would be a decent backcourt going forward. So far, not. Not well, people not so wanted Jaden Ivey around here instead Absolutely. of Keegan, right? A lot of Absolutely. people. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. 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 Again, Emil says nope. He didn't. What? Is he jealous? He's not in here anymore. He's in the other room, just shaking. He's participating. His head all the time. We're all participating. He's distracting like me. That's what yeah, he's doing. I like the fact that he's participating. Yeah, but that sounds like you were a Jaden Ivey guy, huh? I noticed you kind of no, you kind of danced around that one. I was a Jaden. Well, you see Jaden Ivey more than I saw Keegan Murray. But when the Kings made the choice, I went, Ah, no, that, that's fine. I, it wasn't like I was way over in that camp. I just, you know, obviously he was an interesting player. Mm-hmm. When we come back, we'll bounce back over to the. Uh, well, we already talked about the NBA. Uh, the <laughs> Kings are. <a> good, <laughs> Kings are a good shooting team, aren't they? Some numbers that'll leave you scratching your head next year. When the Drive Guys bounce right back here on Sackdown Sports.